Now with NFTs, what we've seen very early on is, this is actually even with the world of women example, people mm -hmm. are buying these assets to gain access to some of these rights. And subjectively based on the wills of those creators, they're changing these contracts <laughs> without any of the community ever being aware of. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can make the argument that, well, the community... 90, you know, 95% of the volume of these assets are happening on secondary markets, so like OpenSea. Mm -hmm. And I, as a, you know, a world of women holder, for example, I'm agreeing to OpenSea's terms of service when I purchase that asset. At no point in time during that purchase flow, do I need to agree to the legal contract, the legal terms and conditions directly associated with the asset. So there's already a gap uh, in what's called manifestation of assent or privity. So like, the actual proof that a token holder has actually signed, read, and agreed to the terms and conditions associated to the asset. So that doesn't even exist. And when it starts to get really complicated is by imparting more and more utilities, commercial rights <laughs> into these NFTs, because licenses, for example, if I own a board ape and I license it to Adidas, where does that licensing agreement live? As of today, it, it, you know, it lives off-chain. You know, maybe there are a few companies that are putting them on-chain, but the actual text of that agreement, while being on-chain, doesn't actually influence the flow of the asset or how that asset is interacted with. So it's effectively a static you know, legal contract that has no logic associated to it. And that's one of the fundamental things that we are solving at Remasters, turning legal contracts into protocols to provide on-chain actionability with actual legal contracts binding these two components together. So you have a legal contract and a smart contract, a you know, digital asset bound together in perpetuity with the permissions defined in the legal contract in both text and logic governing the permissions around how this digital asset transacts and how people are supposed to interact with it. I love to call it the uh, either layer A or the alpha layer because uh, it's it's the asset layer, right? We're taking it down to, to the absolute core and allowing these contracts to follow the assets on an individualized basis. Uh, and we, we think it hopefully will help move the industry forward in the right direction. I think it has to because... You know, that that concept that you you named, Max, of privity, I didn't know the name of it, but anybody who's ever used a prominent social media app or even, you know, play certain video games or use an online service associated with it, before you can proceed, you have to check that box that says, hey, I read this. And it's funny because a few years ago, they started, I started noticing certain companies that were more kind of the leading edge. You had to scroll to the bottom of the document before it would allow you to proceed, because if you didn't scroll to the bottom, how did you read it? Yet you checked that you did. And I think that's another sign of how early things are in this space, that that's not something that just comes implicit or inherent within a transaction flow with these assets, because you can still maintain a, a high degree of uh, pseudonymity while still acknowledging a lot of these rights. And another thought that I have is that for some people, I feel it might actually be easier for them to understand the importance of something like this if they take out what they think of as most NFTs. Because I think a lot of people that they get NFTs, they think board ape, but they think art. But as we move more towards a world where NFTs are representing deeds of ownership, or they're representing pink slips for vehicles, you know, there's no way somebody would, all right, this NFT represents my car. I'm like, okay, can you prove that it represents that car? And, and to me, 
those sort of use cases, I feel, are, are, are really shine a light on why what you all are doing uh, is greater than just IP and, and art uh, and how that's really going to be necessary infrastructure to really tokenize everything. Because the way I've explained it, even in my book, is an NFT is really a way to tokenize any asset, regardless of if it is physical or non-physical, and do it in such a way that there is authentication that that asset is truly what it is claiming to be. But once you start to associate things that do not live on chain to it, you, you really need some some more sophisticated tooling uh, to, to start to abstract that layer and make it much more uh, complex and grounded in the real world.